in three, two, one, action. What are we doing? Why are we doing this? Hey. Are you like? You guys think it's funny? Do you think it's funny? It's three oh one. What are you? <laughs> recording started at three. Yeah. No, it didn't. Yeah, it did. It never starts at three. It says. It says yeah, on my calendar right now. No, listen. I come in here at three o'clock, and. You guys are thinking that you, yeah, three o'clock, and you guys are thinking you get him. You are never ready. Yeah, when every time I come in here, I can come fair, in here. I can come in here at two fifty-five. I can come in here at three o seven, and we're still getting cameras all set up and ready to go. And I'm just sitting it here. It has never. It has not been like that. In, at, are you kidding me? It has not are been you like that. Me? I have turned into every Melissa. Every time, no. I have turned <laughs> no, into this Melissa. Is, this is absolutely today. ridiculous. I don't appreciate. To be it. fair, I'm not going to throw. I'm not going to throw the. I'm not going to throw the person the that ambush. thought this. That thought this idea under the bus. Who is it? But it's somebody in this room. Uh, is it Carter? It was not Carter. Yeah. Austin? It was not Austin. Kate, first of all, it was not on. Kate. Was it you? It was not me. What? Justin? <laughs> <laughs> hey, everybody, welcome to the weekday. No, this is crazy. This is absolutely. I feel like we need to go to break early so that I can, like, welcome, you so you sold me out. And then we do our intro. This is crazy. Hey everybody, I'm, welcome. I'm so angry right now. Welcome to. I walked in. You guys thought you were gonna get me, and you. I walked into you clapping. You thought, oh, it was good. we're gonna really get Mike. I stepped over. I got a freaking cookie. Okay. I should just curse right now, and then you can't even use it. I should just Watch drop. Me. I should just drop. I should just drop so many like unnecessary words. I'm editing this, so I can. Yeah. I can put the beep. I can put the beep wherever I want to. Can you do it right now? I'll tell you what. I'm going to. You have to make the thing with your mouth. Oh, though. I have to talk. There it is, right there. And I'll I'll do the pixelation <laughs> okay. over your mouth that too. Good. Hey, everybody, welcome to the weekday. He's gonna eat a cookie real quick while we intro this. Uh, I'm I'm furious right now. You guys a- think <laughs> you're so funny. You think you're so funny. Justin, oh, I thought it was good. You really got me. I I really oh, thought it was you good. Really got me. Um, set up your, here. Your headroom's a little off. Oh, I wonder why. <laughs> we could fix it during the break. Uh, <laughs> this episode eighty something. I'm also gonna have to edit the mouth sounds of the cookie. Probably. No. <laughs> I, I just looked over and there are mouth sounds happening in the in the mic. Oh gosh. Here I'm. I'm turning it over. No. Yes. No, I gotta talk. I gotta say something. Okay, no. Yes. I won't. No, because no. No. I won't. no. I'm make life hard for you. No, I won't. You guys are making life hard for me. We're not making life hard for you. You walked into a, a thing that was already I going. Walked in, I walked in at 3 o'clock because on my calendar it says 3, 2, 4. I was in here right at 3 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. Okay? I feel pretty good about it. I'm normally pretty late to things, but like, I was. <laughs> you heard it on, here first, folks. I was he is normally time. pretty late to things. Yeah, absolutely. I have no problem admitting that. We haven't done the weekday in what seems like a year. You know what? I don't even care anymore. I don't even care. It's not even called the weekday. It's called the month. <laughs> our our show is called the month now. Welcome to the month. Uh, we haven't done this in I think it has been over a month now, Wonder. if not longer. Sure. It was since before riot. Well, you know what happened the last time we recorded it. Was you guys didn't try to play getcha gotcha journalism on me? That that didn't happen last time. He's real, real sour today, folks. Uh, you okay? Everything okay? 
going on anything going on inside i just don't appreciate it you want to talk about it? i just don't appreciate it we were going to play a game what uh, game were we going to play we were going to play justin regales us with tales of the dr so Justin, <laughs> Justin just got back from a mission trip. Hold on. I do have a question about the DR. At what point? The Dominican Republic, by the way. Not the doctor. <laughs> Not the... <laughs> the doctor. <laughs> At what point, how long do you need to be in the Dominican Republic to refer to it as the DR? Is there a time limit? Oh, no, limit? I, don't, I don't think they call it the DR. No, I, they, they do call it the DR. Do they? Don't they, Justin? Uh, I don't. Do you remember rem- them ever calling it the DR? Okay, great. Sure. Okay. Well, that's even better. It's like the OC. That's like, we don't call it that. It's <laughs> even better. So, like, what is what is the time limit that you – is it 24 hours? Is it, like, as soon as you step foot on the soil? What air are you breathing, you know, that you can call it the DR? I mean, for me, it started the first time I had to write it in an email. So this is even before. <laughs> so- wow, this is unprecedented. It's like a by proxy thing. It's a mail-in vote. It's a mail-in he, vote? Yeah, he mailed in. He did a mail-in vote for the DR, and it mm-hmm. turned into the Dominican Republic for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, Justin, what was the food like? The food was uh, rice and beans. Really? Every really meal? really good rice and beans. Of course it was. And they... it was very fresh fruit. He ate. The pineapple was delicious. Well. Mango was delicious. Well. Papaya was delicious. I've never had papaya. papaya. Um, it tastes but. like every other fruit, right? Just kind of sticky and gross. Fibery, fibrous. All right, I, I can make a meal out of fruit specifically. Um, I feel bad for you. Fibrous uh, and don't. juicy. <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah, the papaya. food was really good. Um, even though it was, you know, uh, so rice and beans along with other stuff for every meal. Did um, they do like hot dogs in, in their rice and beans? We, there was hot dogs. Yeah, they did hot dogs for a day. They did hamburgers for a day, um, which was also really cool. Um, they grilled it there. Uh, so that was nice. Um, the, Nothing like the, a freshly grilled hot dog, am I right? Oh yeah, oh yeah. I, you know what? I didn't put ketchup on it. Do they have ketchup? Because I remembered the weekday episode. Yeah, you're not supposed to put ketchup on it. It's mustard only. That's a sin. It is. So mustard only, friend. <laughs> mustard it only. It was good. It was good. I would have liked it with uh with ketchup too, though. So like, I, I feel like I'm still either way on that one. What were your accommodations like? Your sleeping arrangements? Um, it was, so... Did they already start it right before you got in there? Whatever it was? Start what? What do you mean? Just sleeping. your accommodation. Well, yeah, they didn't yeah. get in until late, so yeah. probably a lot of people were sleeping. Yeah, well, the, the flight salty. was, the flight was, like, two hours Hold on, hours hold on. You need to be salty with Justin, okay? <laughs> so, we're trying to have an international man of mystery. This dude comes back from, like, two weeks. We're, like, an international man of, like treachery he this dude comes back from two weeks of being on the road of helping orphanages and painting and capturing smiles and all he wanted to do was have a little fun with his buddy mike and you are insanely salty and i think you guys need to hug i don't think so i think during the break you Uh, need to hug it out we'll be fine hug it out everything will be fine everything justin what were your accommodations like well Um, trying to think. So, uh, yeah, we came, we came in. It was, <laughs> I'm still thinking about that conversation. Came in, uh, two hours late. Um, the, the place where we stayed, um, it was, it actually, it, it wasn't bad. Like, um, for, it definitely wasn't what I was expecting. Um, you were expecting like mud huts and bunk beds? 
I mean, to an extent. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The DR is uh, more like civilized was, than that. I mean, it, the the food was all provided by the the hotel that we stayed at, mm-hmm. which was great. Mm-hmm. Um, There's a pool there and everything. I didn't go in the pool, but I mean, it was it was along the beach there. Like it was it was like a really nice location. I mean, as far as um, you know, like the when you when you get into it, I mean, like the like the the door that we had i think it was like half eaten by termites there was like holes kind of in the door like you could see that's for air sunlight to the outside yeah that's for air yeah but i mean like um so like it's it's not like a it's not like a nice hotel from over here but is it was it was a lot nicer than i was expecting like it was i was really happy with it do you have wi-fi honestly there they did offer wi-fi at the hotel i didn't use it um you had to pay for it ah. um but i mean didn't really like need it need it yeah so, um i figured it was fine um the where we were though so it, it's kind of it, it's kind of crazy because like where we were staying um it's pretty nice um but completely surrounded by it i mean it's 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 really like a touristy area um a lot of tourists co- like go there but um it's not very different from a touristy area here you know like um the, there were no the ripleys roads believe were it or very, not roads were very bubblegum shrimps yeah <laughs> so uh, there was a margaritaville but that was it that was the only thing that um, uh, was there a rainforest cafe that would have been there, really great there wasn't no. a rainforest cafe that was the first thing that i looked for when i got there mm-hmm. and yeah so I was kind of disappointed about that. Of course, the, <laughs> as you should be. I think the thing that like stuck out to me the most was like how different like the roads and traffic were. Like the roads are very, very narrow. Um, there's a lot of traffic. Most of the people there, they use uh, motorcycles um, just because you can see like it's the easiest way to get around. Sure. Um, you can just go around cars and stuff like that. But like it's cheap there. Yeah. And yeah. And cheap as well. Um, but there there's one point where there's an ambulance that was behind us and um you just can't pull off to the side of the road because there's no room to do that so you have to keep going but then at the same time you're going like down a like a one lane street and then there's a car coming in the opposite direction so the car but we have an ambulance behind us so that car just kind of has to like back up and like do something else and like it just it's like, I don't know where that ambulance was heading, but it was not going to get there in Still a on very, the way. very quick time. <laughs> You've been to the DR, right? I have never been to the DR. Uh, where did you go? Guatemala? Guatemala. Guatemala. I've been to Panama. Panama. Is that where you went on a mission Panama? trip? I've been to Panama on a mission trip. I've been to Guatemala on a mission trip. I've been to 46 of 50 states, you know? Wow. I've been what to are Canada. What are the four? What are the four that I haven't been to? Uh, May. May, Maine, May. Vermont, and July. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> never been to a July that I didn't. Yeah, uh, Maine, Vermont, Hawaii, and Alaska. Solid. Uh, Hawaii and Alaska. Never been there. I feel like those are those are like the nice. Like, those are add-ons. Go there for a. But no, never vacation. been. Never been to. I thought you would have been there on a cruise or something. I've been to J- Jamaica. 
Yeah, man. Uh, cool. I I saw a bunch of pictures and stuff. It looked like you guys were doing what, helping with orphanages and painting and fixing things yeah, up. Is that what was going yeah, on? We were able to put together um, tables. We dropped off a bunch of donations. There is a village there that um, had a bunch of Haitian refugees mm. that we were able to play with the kids there. Oh, Haitian so refugees. That was, that was really cool. Oh, yeah. okay. That's cool. Because yeah. they, I don't know if you knew this. Haitia's Haitia. Haitia. <sighs> Haiti's Asia. been going through some stuff lately. Asia, Asia has been going through some stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's cool, man. Uh, would you go again? Oh yeah. Oh cool. for sure. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. Uh, and this is, by the way, he didn't just go with his wife. I mean, this was this was a trip that was uh, set up for Bay Hope Collide students, correct? There was mm-hmm. what twenty people that went on the whole trip. Yeah. Ish, twenty-ish yep. people, mm-hmm. a couple of adults, and a bunch of students and stuff. So yeah. uh, real cool. Bay Hope has been doing a lot of stuff throughout the summer. That's why you haven't seen us for good reason. Our ugly mugs. Uh, we are going to. No, I was. Just, I've just been late to all of them. I mean, this mm-hmm. this episode is supposed to be recorded in the beginning of July, right? And, and we've like, just been I've waiting. You've just been waiting. <laughs> It's been, yeah. Uh, hey, we are going to talk about some real stuff uh, when we come back. So stick around. Goodbye. Thanks for joining us here on The Weekday today. And if you're interested in anything that we're doing with our global online community here at Bay Hope Church, head over to bayhope.com, type in digital into the search box, and join any one of our communities, either on Facebook, on Discord, or on any one of our social media. I forgot how to do this. What do we do now? I think we're and done. Cut. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful. Good episode, guys. Uh, no, welcome back. Uh, we are on AB 80, episode 80-something. 80 um, I just saw on the... We're going to get to this article from The Atlantic in just a second. Have you seen Barbie? Not yet. Are you going to see it? Yeah. Are you going to do the Barbenheimer thing? No, or I don't okay. have six hours to spend. More than like, that, because yeah. apparently you need processing time in the middle of all of it. <laughs> it's like a day. It's do a day's thing. Do you watch Barbie first and then... Well, no, no, you do Oppenheimer first. Can we tell... What is the... How did this happen? Like, what TikTok. is... Barbenheimer. TikTok. I mean, I know it's watching both these movies back to back, but like, is there a reason why? They both released on the same day. That is the only That's reason the only why. Reason. Yeah, and TikTok. <laughs> it, is, it, is the, it is the power of the social media zeitgeist, Mike. It There's is literally insane. no reason outside of just yeah they're on the same day. No, but but here's the funny thing like I have and like they're two pretty good movies. They're it, original uh, concepts uh-huh. for the most part. That's the whole thing. It's not it's not a spinoff of IP outside of like I mean, okay Barbie's Barbie been around. Is. What but like it's not just hi Ken let's go to the beach. It, right. Like apparently there's a story oh, yeah, to yeah, yeah. it and there's like Someone Barbie saw who I was talking to. They said, I mean they said it was really good. That Barbie looking at the camera and saying what is life yeah. and like no, actually like, have you ever pondering about death. Yeah, <laughs> and actually pondering these things yeah. like whoa and then uh-huh. Oppenheimer is. Just just, he saw Oppenheimer. You know, was it good? It was great. Yeah. I loved it. He said I mean, also like Oppenheimer's a bad dude. I like Christopher Nolan. Yeah. Um, okay. I didn't realize Oppenheimer was so screwed up. He didn't realize well, Oppenheimer was so screwed up. We're talking to somebody that doesn't have a microphone off camera, by the way. Uh, just so everybody knows, my youngest right there is Carter. He's here. Carter, wave at the camera. Good. And then <laughs> Austin is over the there. Camera. And then Kate is behind glass where she normally is. Uh, so gang's all here. <laughs> um, okay, so we wanted to assemble the Avengers today because two reasons. Number one, we needed to get back on the podcasting horse as we jump into fall, which, by the way, four years ago, five years ago today, our kids were starting school in Georgia. Can you imagine that? No. I mean, it's 10 days away. <clears throat> I am... No, because I was telling some Melissa today. I said, like, school starts and it's Christmas. Like in my head. Well, school starts and then it's Thanksgiving. Yeah. No, school starts and it's Christmas. Like that, mm-hmm. I don't know why. I, there's no time in between when school starts and when Christmas happens. Factually, in my, that's incorrect. In my mind. Oh, 
Good to know. <laughs> Factually, there are like four months in between. That is so good to know because yeah. in my head, school starts next Thursday. There's literally and an the entire next day is Christmas Eve. There's literally an entire third of the year yeah. left. And that's great to know factually. It just the way how I feel. Perception. Yeah. How I feel. Time is a flat circle. Time. Um so speaking of time as a flat circle, it's not. Um there was an article that uh, a, a, a well, I guess it's an op-ed piece by this guy, Jake Meter. Yeah. Uh, he wrote in The Atlantic last week. Uh, so it's August 1st now. So last week would have been middle of or end of July. And the title of this article, and I'll pop it in the show notes so you can read along with us, is The Misun- Misunderstood Reason Millions of Americans Stopped Going to Church. Now, if you don't have an Atlantic uh, subscription, it's okay. I'll include an MSN link that has the whole thing because that's the power of the internet but essentially what the entire article talks about is this author who is must i, I think a christian mm-hmm. i mean ostensibly yes. a christian he feels like a christian um and talks about the change that the church has felt and he didn't really put a time frame on it but let's say the last 15 years maybe last even shorter than that maybe last 10 years yeah. pandemic notwithstanding about how millions of people no longer go to church mm-hmm. and the reasons are not as as much got geared towards theology and they're not geared towards bibliology and ecclesiology. No, says 40 million <clears throat> Americans have stopped attending church in the past 25 years. 25 years. Okay. It's a 12% decline. The largest, um, Repre- the- represents the largest concentrated change in church attendance in American history. Yeah. Um, and, and then right there, he says, as a Christian, I feel this shift acutely. So, we kind of wanted to chat about this article a little bit because it's 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 very revealing and it's also very interesting the viewpoints of the church and the reasons and rationale that people are leaving church and i guess mike i want to kick it to you like the first thing you pulled out of this was what the first thing you pulled out of this entire article was what um well here hold on i i had some screenshots that i i should have pulled up um, so he says the, there's one things in here, uh, there's, there's a, a section here just says, what can churches do in such a context context in theory, the Christian church could be an antidote to all of the things that are the reasons people, <laughs> we probably need to talk about the reasons yeah, why probably. people are going. I told you, I forgot um, how to do podcasts. So I, one of the things that initially stood out to me as I'm reading through this is that so many, so much of the time we are hearing about why people aren't going to church and the reasons are, well, because the church is a bad place. Well, and it hurt people and it's yeah. like, it's stealing and money. And, and there's, yeah, there's, there's moral corruption. There is spiritual and religious abuse. Um, you know, like the, the position of pastor, people don't trust pastors anymore. You know, like they used to hold in our society, in our context, you know, this position of not authority so much, but as, as wisdom and respect. And now it's one of the least respected jobs in the country. Um, Tell me about it. <laughs> and so, <laughs> <laughs> well, and especially, I mean, you are a pastor, you know, so. Well, that's all, we, all the time we got here, folks. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, so the the thing that really stood out to me was it addressed those things as like spiritual abuse and uh moral corruption all that kind of stuff but that's not really what is actually happening right and he said it's actually uh our lives are not set up for people to attend church the the modern american life is not set up to attend church and it's just not no and as i was reading about it 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 ga- it filled me with um dread 
And then it also filled me with um, incredible hope and optimism um, for what it could be. So that's that's what I'll say. Okay. So the the he calls it the the this guy wrote a book called The Great Dechurching, which I. I don't like the term de-churching because that feels real weird. Um, but it was a guy, this guy, Jim Davis, who's a pastor at, in Orlando, and another guy, Michael Graham, who writes with the Gospel Coalition, which yep. politics and theology and all that stuff aside, they're talking about Jesus. And you're right, the, the modern American life is not set up to handle church and specifically to handle the community that comes or that is required to be part of a biblical church, yeah. which is frightening. You're right. There is a dread factor there. Uh, the the main thing being, uh, they call it workism, yeah. uh, not workaholism, which right. I think is an interesting thing. Uh, the workism. So you, anytime you add ism to it, it's essentially like a disease. Mm-hmm. It is a it is it is something that is happening to you or something that is manifesting from you. Yeah. Alcoholism and uh, anachron all these isms. Right. So the 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 couple of examples are like even for uh um somebody who's in their 30s and they get married and at some point earlier in their marriage after their first or second child is born they stop going to church maybe the maybe the baby isn't sleeping well and when sunday morning finally comes around it is simply easier to stay home and catch whatever sleep is available as the baby finally falls asleep that's fine like i understand the parenting one you and i both acutely understand the parenting one Uh, but the, the paragraph goes on. In other cases, a person might be entering mid-career, working a high-stress job requiring 60 or 70-hour work week. Add to that 15 hours of commute time, and suddenly something like the two-thirds of their waking hours in the week are already accounted for. And so when a friend invites them go to, a, to go to a Sunday morning brunch, they probably want to go to church, but they also want to see that friend because they haven't been able to see them for months and the friend wins out As, which makes sense which makes total sense um outside of the fact that like a, the average person who doesn't really know about jesus probably doesn't want to go to church anyway uh which i think is i mean i think people are in still in some way shape or form think about some sort of spiritual community as like a way to feel better about myself if they were to really like take you know um take like a, an audit of how they're feeling right. and what they're doing. I'm not saying that church should only solely be used as a way to make yourself feel better. I just think in general, you know, yes, I think some people are like, oh, church is scary. I don't want to do anything about that. But there's still that like deep longing in, in somebody to be like, why do I feel like crap right now? Hmm. You know, um, why do I feel disconnected from everything? People do think about some sort of spiritual engagement as a way to like, um, you know, assuage, 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 uh, that feeling, but like, it's a couple layers under that. So well, it's interesting too, that we are, and, and a friend, a friend is a much better way for you to feel better and more connected but to, um, to something rather than going to church, which is uh, the ultimate. Well, and there's a comfortability factor to it. Uh-huh. There's a whole, you know, the brunch thing. That's why I'm saying it makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. There is an interesting thing that happens when you get later into the article and it starts talking about biblically based community. There's mm-hmm. a, there's essentially a Christian co-op that the yeah. guy goes and joins mm-hmm. up with who they're living the modern day Acts church lifestyle. They're sharing their resources. They're pooling their money. They're doing mm-hmm. the thing They call, he calls them Christian pacifists, which I think is a very funny term to me. Uh, What's but <laughs> yeah, like how can you be a Christian, not a pacifist? I, no, no, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, like I, I, I just, it, it feels, it feels very like, Ooh, yeah. Um, but so the idea there is that, like I said, they're living in New York, New York state, I'm assuming, and out in the country somewhere, and they're sharing all other things and they're doing the thing and they're living happy, healthy, community fueled lifestyles. But that is such a anti-cultural way of living yeah. uh, that 
and and it was hear me it was in acts as well the church was an anti-cultural yeah. thing right. at the time but that's why it exploded but that's why it exploded and also they had the backing of the jewish population who already were kind of familiar with some of the terms sort and some of, of the yeah. lifestyle mm -hmm. so there was a there was already like a, a lingua franca like a yeah. common language there mm -hmm. i think it's i think this article hit me maybe a little bit differently than you did well hold on hold on real quick before you get into that yes the one of the pictures i mean i, I feel like i know both of these people don't the, you the 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 um, person entering mid-career yep the, um high stress job 60 70 uh -huh. hours work like i just i can't do anything else yep like i literally have no time to do anything right else. like i when do you want me to sleep right and then i i genuinely know i'm not going to say their names but like i know that person Yep. the the first the first one yep. the they they have a kid mm -hmm. or two they just recently had a kid mm -hmm. uh, within the past year or so um, they volunteer in a ministry here at this church they're wonderful people their family is wonderful um, and I remember speaking to the mom like sh they had the baby earlier this year you know and they went a couple months without coming to church and I remember seeing them at the extra extravaganza they have a bunch of kids. Um, this last kid that they had was like kind of difficult, wasn't sleeping very good. Um, things were really hard. The husband travels a lot. Yep. Um, and I saw her, uh, at the, the Easter egg hunt thing extravaganza that we do. I was talking to her. I was like, Hey, you know, how's it going? Uh, she's like, you know, it's just really bad. And like, I swear the first thing she, that came out of her mouth or one of the first things that came out of her was like, I'm so like, she's apologizing to me yep. as if I'm Jesus. Yep. I'm so sorry we haven't been at church. You know, like we're going to really, we're trying to really get back. And I wanted to like, you put know, a, put an armor on her comfort shoulder. her and be like, I, I, that's not why I'm talking to you. Like, I'm not talking to you to try and guilt you or gaslight you into trying to get back to church. Like I'm genuinely wanting to know how you are. I haven't seen you in a long time. Um, but there was like this immediate of like, oh no, there's people watching me that like, they're going to, they want to know where I am. And I do think that that's the reality in some churches. That's not the reality here at this church, but there does come a breaking point when it becomes a lot easier to just not go. Mm -hmm. It's like, I don't want to deal with people getting all up in my business and like asking me weird questions and me having to explain why we haven't been to church. Cause life's been stinking hard, you know? And we've gotten no help from people at church. Mm -hmm. um, and now granted, I know for a fact there were people checking in on them, you know, um, but like, I'm not going to say who, because then it's going to give away who I'm who, like, I don't want to, I'm trying to keep it as anonymous as possible, but like, um, you know, I think that there's that, that is a very real, a real story. And the fact that it is not just a singular person within the church that I know, the fact that those two things like you would do in a marketing study or like, Hey, for us to market this product to somebody, we need to do some research and then like form a character uh, based off of all of our research. Yeah. That's exactly what they've done here two times, which means yep. they have talked to a bunch of people who are in these two categories mm -hmm. and they have composited all this information. And so while like, it makes me sad that there's just this slow decline. And like he said, it's not a falling off a cliff. It is just a gen, uh, like, a gentle downhill slope until you get to the bottom. You have no idea how you got there. Um, like it is affirming to me to know that like, Oh, people don't necessarily hate church. They just like, don't have any time. And it is the entire way their life is set up, which like is a, probably a harder problem to solve. 
However, like I think as the church, we can be compelling enough for people to arrange their schedules in a way to be a part of this community. So two things. Um, number one, I, th- I I am involved with a lot of like digital ministries all across the world. And one of the ministries, I actually met with them today. Uh, it's something called Creedal, which is the member he gets us from glue. Well, it wasn't glue. He oh. gets us as a different organization. Glue oh, just okay. kind of partner with them, but he gets us as kind of the marketing arm of mm-hmm. the church. Sure. Creedal is that, but in German, in Germany. And so I met with a guy literally who lives in Stuttgart, Stuttgart. Uh, today, this morning. And uh, he said, you know, there's nine or 10 million Germans. Uh, their population is pretty small compared to the U.S. Uh, less than a million of them are professing Christians, yeah. which is okay. That's kind of normal. Like right. we, you hear that all the time. It's it's a larger percentage than in the United States right now, right. professing or not professing, but practicing. But he said, you know, there's, it's been a slow, gentle decline for the mm-hmm. last 20 or 25 years he's been in the country. Yeah. And the reason he is starting this thing called Creedle and is kind of wanting partners and wanting to reach out and figure out how to do the d- digital thing is that uh, he says, we can't have that decline anymore. And we need to figure out a way to help people in their busy lives, in their schedules, in all that. Like if they have questions, where can they go? They can't go to Google because they're going to find 15 different answers about 15 different things. We yeah. want to be the source for the answer or the questions that they have. Okay. It's cool. It's a, it's a cool thing. So there's, uh, we're slowly becoming the, the UK and we're slowly becoming the EU. Like it's just, yeah. it's a thing. It's, it's like post-Christian society. Yep. It's a, uh, it's the 25 year, uh, slide. So there's that number one, number two, we are going into a season where we're asking people to join community groups. We're asking people to come in on a Wednesday night. We're asking people to do over and above just the hour to an hour and a half on a Sunday morning. And I remember when I wasn't, you know, churches for church leaders, it's easy for us to sit there and say, well, all we gotta do is make church compelling and we have to sell the church to them. And then they're going to want to give up all their other things because it's easy for that. I've, I've done that for 15 years, but there was an intervening two years there where I was running a gym and I was waking up at four o'clock in the morning. I was at the gym from five thirty until at five thirty in the morning until eight thirty at night, four days out of the week. One of the other days I was there from four thirty in the morning right. until about ten thirty right. on a Friday. On a Saturday, I would be we would be doing kids things and mm. because we have kids and we love yeah. the kids and we want to support them. And then Sunday would roll around and it's like I have literally been at work for yeah. seventy hours this week. I have been at this gym for seventy hours this week, yeah, and now exhausted. and now I didn't leave until eight. When did you want me to plug into that small group? Yeah. When, like, oh, you wanted me to do that on Saturday evening yeah. when I'm when you're also telling me you're preaching to me this gospel of you got to start with your family, you got to yep. do all this other stuff. So I think it's a little, it is a little uh, naive for us as church leaders well, to be sure. like to be like, well, that's all they got. We just got to make it better for them. Well, and that's that's not what I'm saying. I, I know, I know, it's not, but like, but that's the the the. The pain point for me when I read this article, that's where I was getting to, was like, mm-hmm. I have been through 15 years of people sitting at tables telling me mm-hmm. that like, well, we're just not doing a good enough job at selling the church or making it compelling or giving them a reason enough to, it's like, no, we, there are too many conflicting messages happening sure. all the time, yeah. all the time. And like, I don't know how to distill those. Sure. I don't know how to, how to tell people like Jesus is obviously going to f- help you figure those things mm-hmm. out, but like you also kind of need to prioritize your own yeah. life. So I've cut you off. I'm no, sorry. that's okay. Well, and uh, to that point, I mean, one of the, the I'll read this section now that I was reading. Um, the spoiler earlier. It, yeah, because it just said, what can churches do in such a context? In theory, the Christian church could be an antidote to all of that. What is more needed in our time than a community, or sorry, what is more needed in our time than a community marked by sincere love, sharing what they have from each 
according to their ability and to each uh, uh, according to their need, eating regularly, generously serving neighbors, and living lives of quiet virtue and prayer. A healthy church can be a safety net in the harsh American economy by offering its members material assistance in times of need, meals after a baby is born, money for rent after a layoff. Perhaps more important, it reminds people that their identity is not in their job or how much money they make. They are children of God, loved and protected and infinitely valuable. And so what I, to clarify a little bit, because that is, those are very good points, um, that like, it doesn't matter how shiny you make a church, like it is never going to compete with people's jobs, people's families, um, or, you know, even potentially like their drive or ambition to continue to gain more and more and more. Um, what I think, what I was maybe alluding to as it being compelling is if, if there is a way for us to show people that the, whatever this, we know that you will never get enough. There will never be enough time. There will never be enough money to make you satisfied. Um, like the church is, and Jesus for that matter, is the actual antidote for all of that stuff that you are feeling. Um, and so while I was saying before, like it's a, it's a way bigger task than just identifying um, areas of spiritual abuse and even though it's bad and moral corruption and that's not good either. Um, it is a, a way taller task to like re help people understand they have to reorder and reorganize their life and their goals. And um, like to do that, there is a community here that is the church and that is doing the things that the church should do as church people it is easy for us to create a service that is shiny, but like we are, we have reached the end of, and it's never, and maybe, maybe there was like a 30 year period where we thought that was what church should be. And I mean, we've that talked was the about seeker. that. And we've talked about that before, yeah. but in reality for the 2000 years that the church has been a thing, I mean, granted, now that I'm thinking about it and processing this out loud, like the church has kind of always been like this, at least for the last 1500 years, probably where like big buildings, big shiny things, you know, um, that has always plagued the church, the Christian and even the Jewish faith too. Now I'm even thinking about it some more, but, um, that any time that we place that as like, this is what the church should be. You know, it's our service on Sunday. Look at how great and how the lights and the speaking and how professional and polished and excellent all of this stuff is. If that is what we think is what church should be, then yeah, we are always going to lose out. And I think because of it, we have seen a decline the last 25 years. Is it, is there a correlation between like the seeker mentality and like the decline in the last 25 years? You know, I, I, I think they I think correlation correlation is not causation in that. Well, sh- I, okay. I, I, I think that. You but, c- but it is it is fascinating that like there is su- there's got to be some sort of connection between the two. Oh, I'm not saying there's not a connection. What I'm saying is the seeker movement has died out because there was no fruit coming from it, mm-hmm. essentially. I mean, which is that, what they I, were saying is like if there is for people wanting to make more money or they need to make ends meet. So that means they need to work harder. Right. The church should be at the actual like gap in between that. Right. Yeah. And, and that's that's where I was going with that. Yeah. It was like there there. I feel like there's a reorienting of um, priorities. Yeah. Not just in church world, but I think in the world in general, mm-hmm. especially like I was driving around and gas is almost four dollars around here again, yeah. which 
whatever like gas prices going to be yeah. gas prices but someone coughed in the middle east right and now all of a sudden we've got four dollar mm-hmm. gas gasoline gallons of gasoline um the thing that that scares me whenever i see stuff like that is like cool well that what's the knock-on effect from the rest of that and how is that going to affect our economy and how is that sure. going to affect our livelihood and all those other things and i think there's a there's a reorienting of priorities in the church where the church world which is historically very slow to catch up to modern day yeah. is reorienting and reprioritizing its things, spending its money in different places and has stopped building bigger buildings and has started focusing a little bit smaller, niching down essentially. Mm-hmm. It, and I, I, I do think that is because of the proliferation of the death of the larger mega churches, yeah. you know, people leaving them. Sure. So yeah, I, I think they go hand in hand yeah. here. Uh, the other kind of big thing that I keep coming back to with something like this is how in 30 years, like what is the legacy that you and I leave in the church? Mm-hmm. Is it, we tore all the bricks down a Willow Creek, man. And we, and I'm using Willow as an example, cause they were essentially the start of the sure. quote unquote mega church. We tore those bricks down and then we gave it to Shane Claiborne and we let him build the thing. Yeah. Uh, like how many how many of those small church movements, the smaller, more intimate communities, do we know about right now? Sure. I can think of Tampa Underground. Yeah. I can think of maybe Casey Underground. Well, I think there, there needs to be a completely, if people need to reorder their lives and the expectations for their lives, like we as a church probably need to reorder what our assumptions and expectations are for yeah. the church as well. I mean, and what's cool about this article, and like I really hope you read it, whoever is listening to this, Um, is that he does give like a blueprint for a lot of this stuff and even gives, it's not like we like to live our lives in binaries. And it's like, okay, so if the big church shiny thing, not willing to help out with anybody is not the thing. So then it must be, you got to swing all the way over to the opposite side and just be like social justice oriented. Like all you do is- Living under the bridge with with all everybody. And he he even mentioned that he said, the tragedy of American churches is that they have been so caught up in this same world that we now- Fine, they have nothing to offer these suffering people that can't be uh, more easily found somewhere else. American churches have too often been content to function as a kind of vaguely spiritual NGO, an organization detached of detached individuals who meet together for religious services that inspire them, provide practical life advice, or offer positive emotional experiences. Hmm. And so, like, we can have it's not the you can have both of these yeah, on the extreme. It's not either you know? or. Um, but I do think for there is some sort of like different and we've talked about it a lot um about you know like this the the shiny thing can't be right the like real gritty thing probably isn't the right thing either you know like where so where does that leave us and i i just think that we're constantly trying to figure that out but i was thinking about you know this idea that maybe the reason churches are a so slow to catch up and B, when we do things that really reflect what the world is doing, and it feels really weird, is because we actually have something, we have a, a history and like a, a way to do what we're doing that is so, so much older and so much more universal yep. and so much more like deep than these tiny little things that pop up that might gain our attention every once in a while. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. Like, I think that there's, there's something ancient to like the way that we are supposed to be Yeah, I and agree. what we are supposed to do that is supposed to, that is uh, universal in how it touches and heals, redeems, restores and connects people. You ever think about death? 
uh justin you read the article uh albeit probably only an hour and a half ago when i sent it to you mistakenly uh but what did what did you draw from this you didn't mean to send it to him uh i did send it to him Oh, okay well you just said mistakenly accidentally no accidentally i didn't send it to him yesterday when i should have (laughs) accidentally i mistakenly sent it to him today Mm. on purposely on purpose yeah what did you think justin give it a give it a one to ten stars Ooh, uh, ten being Oppenheimer, one being well, he Transformers. Well, I mean, are we he talking like either one of those like movies. critiquing like the wordplay or like one being Dark Knight, ten being Dark Knight, <laughs> Interstellar, Interstellar. Yeah, the only Ooh. two movies you've seen. <laughs> you've seen a GI Joe halfway movie. Halfway between Dark Knight and Interstellar. Oh, what is what would that be? Dark Knight Rises? No, Ugh. that's different for everybody. That's the beauty of it. Mm. All right. Well, talk talk to me about this article there, Duder. Yeah. One minute or less. Go, Justin. Oh no. Sixty seconds. Ah. Go. <laughs> well, um, I mean, I I thought it was good. I, something that I liked about it right off from the beginning is, I mean, from reading the title, um, I didn't think that it was going to be uh, written by a Christian, yeah. but it was. Um, yeah. so that was that was kind of nice. But tying into what you were just talking about, um, with kind of trying to like market the church in in a way. I mean, obviously, I mean, I, we, we, um, it seems like we're all in agreement that that's not the right way to go as far as like just focusing on like, you know, trying to like set, like fully focusing on trying to sell the church to people. But I mean, there's still a lot of churches that, that do that, um, which, um, is, is kind of weird considering I, I feel like there's a lot of things in the church that, I mean, that people are, are compelled to do that doesn't make sense in terms of the world. And that's just, um, that's just kind of how Christianity is Mm -hmm. like, um, like, you know, tithing, for instance, tithing isn't something that you can, I I feel like really sell to people, (laughs) you know, (laughs) cause it just doesn't make sense, um, by the world standards. But once like you, um, you experience the gospel it's something that you're just kind of like internally compelled to do mm-hmm. um like other things i mean like loving your enemies that's yeah. something else that i feel like you just can't really sell to people hmm. but it's something that you kind of have to experience yourself sure. and um with all of this kind of coming back to experience i feel like that's where that's why the church really has to like the article was saying focus on community because that is the gospel you know bringing um, the, the community together and, you know, feeding people that are hungry and just, I mean, just doing, just trying to, um, in any way that you can, um, be more like Jesus, even Mm. if it's just, you know, uh, I mean, even if it's just a little bit more than yesterday, but I, I, I feel like that speaks a lot more volumes and that alone, just being the gospel to people, will sell it a lot more oh, totally. than say a marketing team yep. hiring the best marketing team would. Yep. But yeah. well, and I do think it is Hold on, the Angels oh. are our best marketing team. There you go. Like the, <laughs> the Anaheim Angels, the baseball team? I you know what? I looked for Angels in the outfield and it is nowhere able to stream. Hey, I've seen that movie. You have? Hey. Oh, yeah, yeah. You have not. We've got three Wait movies. Wait a sec. Our video guy is seen. There's angels out there. <laughs> um, well, I think it is, it's cool. This The whole article is cool, too, because it the, the real problem isn't that people don't believe enough. And the real problem isn't that, like, 
you know, people's theology is incorrect. Yeah, sex abuse and child abuse yeah. and all the other stuff that comes mm. with all that, Which too. Which is, well, like, what he was saying was already pretty countercultural in, like, a lot of the political arenas we all like to play in or the social media worlds that, you know, it's very easy to bicker back and forth with these things, but, like, the church is just as much a part of this problem mm. as, you know, American families are. And, like, in the fact that we haven't been able to find the cause and the root of this issue. I was talking with Pastor Matthew about this yesterday and I just said, Hey, thank you for the article. Cause he sent it to me and I said, it's, it's really good. And we were talking back and forth about it. And he said, there's another guy, James Emery white. Love who's, him. Yeah. He's a pastor up in North Carolina, talks a lot about church and culture. And he has said multiple times, the main detractor, the main reason people aren't coming to church is sports. Uh, the main reason families aren't coming to church is sports. And, it's not like a, we're, it, we're not trying to diminish or demean people who are involved in things and have their kids involved in things. It's great to have your kids involved in things. But to what end? To what end are we going to overstuff our lives and leave no room for the, the things in life that will add value to your life, that will add not just value, but like will will help give you a path to live the best life possible. Um, and I told him just, and this is the last thing I'll say to you, but uh, I, t I was telling him that like Caleb, you know, we've been talking about like, what would it look like if he even played travel hockey? And I was like, I just don't think our lives are set up for that. Mm. And Caleb who loves hockey and who is good at hockey, but not like to the extent of like, Oh wow, this kid is just blowing people away. He you does know? think he's going to be in the NHL. Someday. Right. Um, but I, he tried out for like a semi travel team and didn't make it for one reason or the other. Well, I don't even think it was because of his talent or whatever, just that had to do with age stuff. But the main coach guy sat all the parents down and said, listen to me. If you think that your child is going to do this and make the NHL, you are wrong. You are playing hockey in Tampa, Florida. Your child will not make the NHL. <laughs> That's but really was, good. Well, it was, and it was like a good, and he even understands that like the commitment, it is a all in full on commitment if you want to do something like travel hockey and that's just like something people don't even give thought about nowadays yep. you know yep. um so do you want to start ripping on parents and how much they deify their children no that's not i'm not saying this to i mean i know you're kidding but like i am i <laughs> i just that's but it is it is a problem where we just think like oh you know well if our kid wants it or you know we want to give them every opportunity which is true 100% i want to give my children opportunity to an extent i don't want to give them so much opportunity um that it's going to destroy the possibilities for connection community in a spiritual uh in a spiritual community it's good so, what's do you have you need another c though connection community Christ. and cry oh dude that was really good all right um justin anything before we wrap this episode this this gift bag up and send it off into the internet no sail the high I'm seas of the internet satisfied. you're pretty satisfied congratulations oh, there yeah. pirate justin beard yeah. uh we love you <laughs> hey do us a favor if you've made it this far you can do a couple of things for us uh because we provided free content for you you're welcome uh number one share this with somebody that really needs to hear it uh even if it's just like a passive aggressive hey your kids are involved in too many things share this with them uh oh wow uh, hey, we'll drive the numbers up. Uh, <laughs> Marketing. Yeah, absolutely. Number one. Number two, uh, make sure to like and subscribe and do all the things if you're on YouTube or Facebook. Uh, and if you are listening to this in an audio medium, 
continue, continue, continue. Hey, we love you. Bye. We're going to be back on a regular podcasting schedule because fall. We love you. We'll see you next time. Bye. Hey, thanks so much for tuning in to the weekday here at Bay Hope Church. And if you are watching this on YouTube, do us a quick favor and like and subscribe. I know you hear this all the time, but it really does help everything that we're doing here on our YouTube channel. And if you're listening to this on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, do us a quick favor and follow us on Spotify and leave an awesome review on Apple Podcasts. Thanks so much.